Horror Movie Talk, brought to you by the newest podcast on the market, Shit Show. Shit Show brings you two dumb idiots talking about stupid shit that virtually anyone could think up. Shit Show leaves audiences of virtually 12 people underwhelmed and begging for an end. Support Shit Show today by clicking through the link to Amazon at the top of their website, shit.show today. Shit Show, it'll leave you wondering if they let just anyone do this stuff. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool collected nihilist, and David Day, a... That didn't work very well at all. <laughs> Who is always boy. <laughs> New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. <laughs> I apologize for that. I thought it would be funny, but it turned out to just be kind of a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> that so, ad hits, hits a little too close to home. It hits a little close to home. <laughs> Uh, so, a good day to you, fellow listener. My name is David Day. And, and I'm Bryce Hansen. And that's Bryce over there. Today, we will be talking about the movie Terrified, also known by its Spanish name, Aterrados, I think. Aterrados. 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 I don't know. Aterrados. If you speak Spanish, let us know how we did. Because we tried a lot of different things there. I'm pretty sure we know how we did. Okay, okay. Terrible. So Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Mm -hmm. We'll start out by giving a brief review of the movie and our score. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being very, very bad. 10 being very, very good. And 5 being totes average, yo. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later this episode, we will be doing a single game called Lifetime Movie or Horror Movie. This is a bit where I have a couple of movie titles and descriptions, or I just read the descriptions of these movies to Bryce, and he has to guess whether or not they are a Lifetime Movie or a Horror Movie. Horror! <laughs> Is that who? Who is that? That's that guy from Whose Line Is It? Yeah, it's Colin Mockery. Colin Mockery. So, but first, but before we get into our review of um, Terrified, we're gonna plug ourselves. Check us out at HorrorMovieTalk.com. Uh, we post um, we post write ups of every episode on there. Also, check us out on social media. We're active on Twitter and Facebook. A little bit on the gram. We post new episodes every Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe and leave a review, and that'll help us out a lot. Also, if you wanna if you wanna support the podcast, just go to our website, horrormovietalk.com, click on the link at the top anytime you gotta do your shopping on Amazon. It's a green link, and anything you buy for the next twenty four hours after clicking that link will be attributed to us and we'll get a little bit of a little bit of bling bling from, from that. Another way you can support the show and get great horror, horror movies, one of which is available exclusively on Shudder, um, Terrified, the movie we're reviewing today, is go to Shudder and use HMT at checkout, and you'll get a 30-day free trial of the service instead of a normal seven-day trial. Yeah, so, you got a whole month. Whole if month. you're a horror movie fan, man, you could cancel your Netflix subscription, get Shutter for a free month and just binge. Yeah, just every, watch everything. every horror movie on there, and there's some great, great exclusives on there, including movies like Terrified. Yeah, and Terrified was, by the way, fabulous. Yeah. So spoilers worth review spoilers worth it uh, <laughs> worth it just just for the price of entry. Enter HMT at checkout. That's Shutter dot com. Thanks again for listening, and let's get into the show. So, as I mentioned before, we watched Terrified, a.k.a. Aterrados, on Shudder, and it's a Shudder exclusive, and goddamn was that a scary movie. This is an Argentinian horror film that 
fucks. <laughs> and holy Jesus, is it a blast. Let's play that trailer. So this trailer is completely in Spanish, by the way. These are Spanish words. Uh-huh. I'm starting to think that maybe we could do without this trailer. <laughs> Lots of scary stuff happens. <laughs> Upon further review, we'll be leaving the trailer out because it's all in Spanish. <laughs> If you're a Spanish listener, we'll post the uh, trailer on the episode post, and you can watch it there. Yeah, and we'll post we'll post the trailer on the episode post anyway. You should check it out because it is subtitled and <clears throat> it's spooky. Yeah, we that's another reason to go to horrormovietalk.com is to see all the uh, videos that we mention yeah. or play in the episode. Yeah, we do a pretty good job of making sure everything gets on the post. Yeah. So Terrified, as I said before, can be found on Shudder. It's worth the price of entry alone. Terrified is an 87-minute powerhouse of scares that skips all the story and exposition, instead choosing to head straight for the meat on the bone, which is scares. It utilizes a super interesting format that I liked a lot that allows it to focus on a few different storylines at once. As the movie progresses, the storylines intertwine into a kind of a cohesive web of terror. Terrified introduces us to a neighborhood that is plagued by an infection of sorts. The symptoms of this infection include the dead brought to life, strange creatures that resemble corpses, and invisible-slash-visible spooks that seem to live in the dark corners of houses and apartments. A team of researchers and cops... Uh, spends a night in the three houses affected by this plague and end up finding more than they bargained for. French. The French. Champagne. Terrified is remarkably effective at what it sets out to do, which is scare the fuck out of you. It utilizes some great camera work, sound design, acting, and visual effects to produce a real terror of a film. It doesn't pretend to be anything it's not, and as a result, the viewer doesn't get much of a chance to breathe. It's tight. It gave me real scares, which are a little bit hard to find recently. Mm. In all the recent movies we've done, I have not really been too worried. And this movie upset me in a lot of different ways. <laughs> in And viscerally so. Right. One of my least favorite critiques of horror movies on... Like forums and stuff is like, it's it not scary. scary. Like, I watch a lot of horror movies, but I'm not scared by them. Can you recommend any horror movies that are scary? Yeah. And it's like, all right, hipster. Like, okay. I mean, there's a, there's a certain amount of like, there's an element you're, of truth you're not to a, that. You're not a child anymore, so right. it's not, and you know how movies work, so you're not really going to get that scared. This movie genuinely had scares <laughs> that, that made me jump. And not just, not just jump scares, not like cheap uh-uh. blasting your ears and flashing on screen jump scares. There was like genuinely like, oh my god! It had the full, <laughs> it had the full fucking gamut of every different style of scare that you could, you could, and and they were all executed like perfectly. Yeah, it was really great. Ooh, I'm getting chills just thinking about uh, one specific spot. Yeah, in this I know. Movie. I I read the the beats that you had, and I gotta agree that one was a great example of like that is not a jump scare. Um, oh. that's not like anything but super freaking creepy and made me think that someone was coming after me. I really got to tell uh, the audience right now. It 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 is worth it to get Shutter HMT at checkout. Just to watch this movie because this this movie will legitimately fucking scare you. Yeah, um, I mean we don't want to oversell it, but <laughs> it definitely triggered the fight or flight response in me <laughs> at least twice. Yeah, and I I I had to watch it kind of quietly and alone on a computer <laughs> with headphones on. <laughs> not not a fun time. Not a fun time with headphones on in this movie. So with uh, with that. <laughs> 
With that, I give Terrified 9 out of 10. I didn't go the full the full hog on this one. I didn't go 10 out of 10 because it is a little lacking in story and emotional buy-in, um, but not very much. It just it just didn't hit the full 100% mark for me. What say you, Bryce? Yeah, I don't even think that that's unfair to give it a 9. Like, I really enjoyed this movie, and it is really tight. Yeah. Like, they they don't mess around at all. They really, is it's really setting up it as a horror movie. It like knows it, what it is. Yeah. I I would agree. I would give it a nine too. Probably on the lower end of a nine, like somewhere between eight and nine. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, the reason the nine and not the ten um, is is just because it doesn't feel fully flesh. It feels kind of like a series of short stories, or 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 yeah. a short film, kind of. I think for ten for me, it has to be legendary. It has to be like right crossover fantastic like this will be a horror movie and a movie that people talk about forever so like stuff foreign movies that cross over into that territory like the ring right you know that's you watch it and you're like okay absolutely yeah this is it's a genre definer it's, it's important yeah you know um doesn't quite do that i don't think people are gonna be saying this changed the industry or anything but it is a fantastic horror movie yeah its bones are they are solid. It knows it knows how to do everything. This is the only Argentinian Argentinian film I've ever heard of, hmm. which is more impressive uh, to me somehow. I don't know, but <laughs> just because of how well executed this movie was. So with that, let's get into the spoilers. Spoilers. So I'm going to give a kind of a brief rundown of of the bones of this movie, the kind of the, the storyline, if, if you don't mind. Terrified starts out in a couple's apartment. Juan and Clara, Clara are plagued by what they believe to be their neighbor hammering on some DIY project every morning at like 5 a.m., after a couple mornings, Juan wakes up to his bed empty of Clara, but the hammering is still in full swing. But um, uh, Juan walks outside and buzzes the intercom on his neighbor's um, intercom. Uh, Walter uh, is his neighbor. No one answers, but there is some heavy breathing on the intercom. So he walks back into his house, and in the bathroom, he walks in the bathroom to take a whiz, and he, he finds where the, the hammering is coming from. And it's his wife, Claire, wife or girlfriend, Clara, levitating, lifeless, and vertical in the bath, being slammed back and forth between the two tiled walls. Uh, a bloody mess. Yeah, it's... Very reminiscent of Hereditary. Yeah, towards the end of Hereditary. <coughs> yeah, it's 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 like watching a ragdoll person just getting smashed back and forth. Yeah, repeatedly, and and he's sitting there just like, Whoa, what, what the, what is happening? He's like, Clara, stop, no, and um, and the focus then changes, and we get to see a bit of their neighbor Walter. So this is a guy who lives kind of in the duplex with them. His, his, we get to see a rundown of his week kind of leading up to this point. Walter lives alone in this duplex that he shares with Clara and Juan, or so he hopes. Walter seemingly lives in constant fear and mental anguish of something else inhabiting his house. Something is constantly unplugging his nightstand lamp and alarm clock. Things move throughout the house, and Walter appears to be on high alert all the time. As viewers, we are granted a look at the thing that lives in Walter's duplex with him. Holy shit. It was, it was like a person kind of, but it was, it was kind of like a corpse as well. It was like a very large corpse. I mean, and, and it would, it was always right next to him. Always just out of sight. You know what it reminded me of? What? Is, uh, the evil within. Yeah. 
that the, uh, the corpse from from that yeah um what's his name i'm trying to look it up hold on hold on michael barry yes the actor yeah, yeah only cgi instead of michael barry yeah you could you could have probably gone cheap well, sorry michael barryman barryman yeah so this thing was so let's say walter's alarm clock was unplugged as it was many times well it's unfortunate because the plug in the wall is located right underneath his bed so he has to reach down underneath his bed find the alarm clock uh, plug and then plug it into the wall now as the watch as the viewer on this all you you get to see where his hand is and it's right near the face of this fucking dead thing <laughs> that's like like almost licking his hand and um <laughs> and as the camera angle will change around the house you'll get to see little glimpses of this thing like run away from him real quickly as he's like changing um, positions in his bedroom or walking down the hallway or something like that. You get these little, very alarming, you know, pit, pat, 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 like it's running away from him or. Ooh. Yeah, it does a real good job of not showing a lot yeah. regarding the, the monster or the monsters or whatever. Um you never get like a full full on look at them no. that that's satisfying. It's all glimpses and all just like little corners yeah. or hands or appendages or something. Yeah, it's and it and it's remarkably effective. Yeah, and it's p- part of one one thing that I want to talk about with this this movie is the camera work. The camera in this movie does a lot of work, and that is to say it is constantly constantly trying to obscure your vision to build tension and it does it really well. So let's say, let's say Walter's looking under his bed. The camera will be a close up of his face and it will move from one side of his face to the other, from one side of his face to the other. And what this does is it gives you a peek around the right side and then the left side of his face to see what's in the background. And the insinuation that your mind automatically takes is look for shit in the background. (laughs) And so every movement of this camera, and this is methodical throughout the whole movie, every movement this camera makes, you're on edge because there's, it trains you early and often to know there's something behind this person. So really good camera work. Finally, let's move on to the third kind of tendril of, of a story that goes on uh, in this movie at kind of at the start. Walter is it's seemingly possessed by whatever this thing is in his house, or at least that's kind of the insinuation. A little boy on the street one day is kicking his soccer ball and it, and it rolls into Walter's front front yard. And the little boy runs into his front yard to pick up his ball and Walter hits the window like rah. Get out of my, like, get get off of my lawn, kid. Like, get out of here. You got to, for your own safety, you have to, and and as Walter is explaining or kind of scaring this child, the child's backing up, backing up, backing up into the street. Boom. Kid gets hit by by a truck. And when this small child is killed, it, it, uh, it rises. (laughs) So then we get to see the funeral and following the funeral, it right the the kid makes his way back home to sit at the dining room table of this you know obviously grieving mother and as a rotten corpse of a child which is haunting and uh and so the mom obviously she calls the cops and they come in and the cops call another like longtime detective who's like kind of kind of the guy who handles this kind of stuff and the guy who handles this kind of stuff is like, look, man, somehow this kid got up and I've seen some weird shit. So let's just let's just bury this thing with some cement on top of it because I don't want to mess with it too much. <laughs> you know, let's just keep it quiet and and then we'll investigate further once we take care of the body. And so it's at that point in the movie that these three storylines morph into one when two detectives and a paranormal investigator who Walter was trying to get to help him the paranormal investigator that is well it's a paranormal investigator and her like assistant or something there's two paranormal people aren't there 
Yeah, yeah, there is. There, th- yeah, her assistant is. I can't. I can't recall his name. Roth. Rothis. Yeah, child. and like the old cop is kind of like paranormal. Has paranormal expertise or something. Yeah, it's the young cop that's like, all right, let's uh, wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. How did you like? How did you like? I thought it was brilliant that like the format that they chose to go between these three storylines. And kind of intertwine them on the street. Yeah, it was it was really good. Like it was a really effective nonlinear narrative. Yeah, of of just jumping back and forth and showing different perspectives. I mean, it starts, you know, starts in the middle with the with the woman being ragdolled, and then jumps back, and then jumps forward, right? And jumps. So it's, but it doesn't in such a way that there's you know, mileposts where you understand where you are in the timeline. And And it is really good. And in the geography of the street, right? Yeah. So, so kind of, it's not exactly a a haunted house sort of scenario. It's kind of like, like a haunted neighborhood. Yeah. This neighborhood is, is kind of fucked. Yeah. It's got that, you know, Halloween aspect of a neighborhood horror, like something is going on in this vicinity, right? Not just in this house. And it does a really good job of, you know, looking across the street and telling you where where you are and what what house you're in, and oh, yeah, man. It, it does a really good job. Beware looking across the street in this movie. Every <laughs> every time you look across the street in this movie, it's fucked up. So at this point in in the story, we have these two paranormal investigators and these two cops who are emotionally at least bought into this thing and want to find out what what. What prompted this? Yeah, whole thing they all to take they out? all like arrive at they arrive there from different starting points. You know, they they all have their own expertise, and they they get here and they're like, okay, let's all figure this out now. Um, by but how they choose to do it is by spending a night in the three houses. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Not wise, but I mean, on the other hand, the way they go about it is totally plausible because they're like. Look, we got to keep this quiet. We don't want to alarm the neighborhood, but we do want to find out what's going on. We're all adults. We can we can figure this out. Yeah. So it's plausible, and it's it's and there, it does a good job of communicating that all of these people are pretty you know battle hardened. Yeah. They're not they're not scared of paranormal stuff. They they get it. You know they. Right. They've seen shit before, and this is just another day at the office. They're just documenting it and trying to figure it out. But also establishes that they really don't know what's going on either. Right. They don't have a clue. They just have, you know, some theories, and they're testing out some stuff. Brief caveat on this. I think I think something that I, I overlooked in my write-up was subtitles. For a lot of people, subtitles are a deal-breaker. They do not want to be hampered by having to read the dialogue on the screen. It's just it's it's one it's a bridge too far when you're trying to relax. Yeah, which is unfortunate because there's a lot of really great foreign films really that great. are ruined with dubs. Yeah, I'll tell you, I watched this last night on my phone. Not a great experience. You watched this on your phone? Yeah, I mean with headphones. Okay, you hold it up to your face. It's you know it's just as good as a big screen. <laughs> But subtitles were too small on the phone, and my eyesight's not as great as it was in my twenties. So I was like uh, squinting. <laughs> Did you? Were you able to make it out? Yeah, I was able to make it out. But so yeah, in this movie though, the subtitles are do not hamper it. There is not a lot of dialogue, right? Just kind yeah. of generally, and the dialogue that does take place is not mission critical to the necessarily to the story. That's one thing about foreign horror movies is that it only adds to it. Right. You know, if you watch like a drama or you know a comedy that's a foreign film, there's always something that's slightly off. You're like, I don't I don't get it. Like yeah. I, and it it comes down to I don't understand the cultural implications of this moment. Right. Or what they're referring to. With horror movies it only helps. Scary because translates. Because you're like because if there's stuff that you don't understand, then it just makes it more creepy. Yes. Like, what? I've never experienced this before, and this taps into an unknown 
scary thing from another culture. It makes it's just more unknown. Right. And that is as far as horror movie goes, if horror movies go effective. Right. Yeah, so so if if you're someone who's on the fence about a movie having subtitles, fear not. I I am also that way a, a little bit to an extent. And I'm also that way to an extent with subtitles, and I did not find it to be uh, a roadblock at all in this movie. It, it was not even – it did not bother me at all. I'll just say that. Yeah. So the three decide to spend a night in the three ha- – so I'm sorry, the four – the four, um, the two paranormal investigators and the cops decide to spend a night in the three houses in question and find a quite a bit more than they bargained for – and it's at this point that things really start ramping up. And one of the ways that this movie amps up the, the scares is with sound. The sound design in Terrified is fabulous. And it really understands how to work around tension and, and scares. Yeah. And it has spooky music that, that you're not familiar with. That's not American horror movie spooky music. And it is alarming. Mm-hmm. It has, it does not go way heavy on the high volume jump scare stuff, but it does tap into it. It does tap into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. I don't know if this was just my headphones, but there was, it was so loud that it was distorting. Like it was definitely like, yeah. Yeah. But it, it wasn't, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't seem to bother me the way some other movies do. It, it seemed appropriate. Oh yeah. In those spots. Yeah. They're excellent scares as i mentioned before the camera work in this movie is works really really well i want to i want to ask you a question about walter's house yeah i I was thinking this too as the stuff is happening to walter like as lights are turning off his bed is literally like moving back and forth oh man i was like why would you not just leave time to sleep outside i'll go sleep on a fucking bench if my house is like this yeah like Especially. Stuff is moving around. <laughs> and Walter's like, oh, this shit again. Yeah, he's like, oh, God. Oh, not another night in my house. It's like, bro, go out. Leave your house. That was the one thing in this movie where I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Don't hang around that place. But I also can sympathize with his laziness. I'm just like, uh Maybe if I just go Maybe to sleep. if I just... Maybe it'll just, you know... And the way they end. work around that... The way they work around that is by is by implying that Walter knows he's losing his mind or believes he may be losing his mind, Mm, but he also thinks there's something going on in my house, which is exactly what a schizophrenic person would think. Like, so it's a believable premise to stay in your house. As soon as you hit the street, you go, well, now I'm, now I'm really in trouble. Right. So, so now the investigators are staying in the three houses and, all kinds of weird shit is happening, particularly in Walter's house, who it's so one of the things that's going on in Walter's house is all his silverware are are like there's a lot of magnetic things going on in his house. Things are moving around. Um, the pictures are kind of yeah, like that was that was a great moment of the the silverware is like stuck to the cabinet. the bottom of the hanging cabinet yeah so like and it's all like pointing down like it's just like hanging on hooks yeah but it's like a magnetic thing that was just a really cool visual yeah there were so many strange things that were totally left field and i've never thought of before yeah. and all crammed right next to each other right and one of them was definitely the magnetic cabinet where <clears throat> and then he's like running his hands over it like it's a wind chime kind of thing. Like, he's like, "Look at this shit. This fucking shit is crazy." And so all these all these pieces of silverware are dangling from this high cabinet, and he's like running his hands underneath them, <laughs> like yeah, like dangling them. And then and then a knife shunk shoots up from the counter and pins his hand to the bottom of this cabinet. Oh, is that what it, I thought? His hand was just sucked up. No, his hand the... was pinned by a knife. Okay. A, a knife got pulled from the from the um the countertop oh okay and it pinned his hand up to the cabinet and he's oh 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 no my hand and then you hear this like (laughs) sound 
and he's like, he's and his his partner who's there observing this with him is like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and he's like, no, shut up, shut up. I know I just got stabbed through the hand with a knife into this cabinet inexplicably, but do you hear that sucking sound? And then they both look at the cabinet, and his, his blood is being sucked up into the cabinet, and they're like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. And then it cuts away. And then when they come back, he's like, okay, get your gun out, and then I'm going to open this cabinet, and you shoot whatever's in there, all right? Yeah. And then they open the cabinet, and whatever this thing is, as soon as... As soon as it starts being exposed to the the ambient light within the room, it it runs down the 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 line of cabinets and all the the magnetism leaves and he's able to pull the knife out. But now this thing is over here in this other part of these cabinets. It worked really well. Yeah. You never get to see what it is, but it's alive and it's running mm-hmm. around right. and it's highly magnetic. Um yeah, they do a really good job of not showing much and and uh revealing it you know either in in the distance or or uh just parts of it close up um so there's there's a part where they're talking to each to each other on the phone and the older cop is is looking at the house of the guy that he's talking to and he's like is that you in the window and he's like no i'm in the kitchen and he he moves his head back and forth past like a one of the window panes yeah like you know, so like the divider in the window panes yeah so like, like in one on one side he's looking through the window and, and then he can see somebody across the street and on the other side they're like it's an open window and he can't see anything oh is that what it, is? it was i it was something like that okay so i mean he like crosses over like this little separator and yeah the thing disappears or reappears depending on which side he's looking through and it's just I mean, it's never explained, but it's just a really creepy idea. It's super effective. Yeah. Yeah, and and then it 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 starts to become very clear that there are there's not just one spook here. There is lots of things running around this place and actively fucking with these people <clears throat> and and violently. Right. So, this movie does make kind of a there there it's like the horror movie idea of, like, you tell what the movie's about in the form of a theory. Right. But that's what the movie is. Yeah. The, the way they try to attempt to explain all these strange phenomenon is, is said by the paranormal investigator, the woman. Uh, she says, Darkness and light, two different realities, sharing the same time and space, coexisting dimensions organized like segments of an orange. There's life in both dimensions. Water is the channel used by microscopic organisms that gather, nest, and reproduce. Which is... When you read it out loud or when you read it on a page, it sounds like complete nonsense. And it has nothing to do with actually what happens in the movie. But it's an interesting way to describe it. It ties together some stuff. It's a weirdly Lovecraftian like yeah. concept yeah. That that is kind of... <clears throat> What like cosmic horror almost? It's like there's there's this alien dimension that also exists next to ours, and we're crossing over into it via water, <laughs> or or the evil is crossing over through water, right? And I wonder if that's like a a cultural thing of the scare the uh, the water being frightening because of microorganisms in it. Like you're never quite sure if that public water supply is oh, you know, weird, super clean. I don't know how, how true that would be in Argentina, but I know like, you know, when you travel to Central America or South America as an American, well, first of all, your body isn't used to those microorganisms usually. Yeah. And so it'll mess with you. But, it's pretty much known that like you you're not going to drink tap water, you're going to drink bottled water or beer or something. Yeah. So, I wonder how much if that ha- is an aspect to it of just tap water is scary. <laughs> that's that's a really good observation. I never would have thought of that. And and you know, potentially culturally significant. If you're Argentinian and you're listening to our podcast, <clears throat> there's no one I want to talk to more than you right now. I really, really do. Please do reach out to us. 
uh, on Twitter at Horror Movie Talk or on Facebook. I'm going to check if we've ever had a download from Argentina. Ar- Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. yeah, I mean, or you could be an expat. You could be living somewhere else. I don't I don't know. I don't care. If you're Argentinian or know uh, someone, please let the – please m- – Put us in into contact with each other because I'm super interested to know how this mo- never never a download from Argentina. Nine downloads from Brazil, but none from Argent Argentina. Damn. Well, still the offer still stands. I'm still very interested. So now, okay. So the most effective part of this movie for me was horrifying. The detective. Uh, the the spookiest of the the most spooked of the detectives is nopes out of every situation in th- that he runs into, and at one point he runs out to his car to go have a cigarette, and the camera is he's sitting in in the <laughs> he's sitting in the driver's seat, and the camera is sitting in the passenger seat, giving you a portrait view of his face mm-hmm. and a blurred out view of the house behind him. Mm-hmm. And in, in a couple seconds, you realize that something is moving towards the car running. He has running. Ju- he yeah. has just witnessed his, the paranormal investigator be dragged by the head into a crack in the wall. Yeah. Like her neck is immediately snapped and pulled into you know, an alternate dimension through a crack in the wall, basically. By some hand that looks like a spider. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's freaked out. And in this shot, this thing is running. It, this thing that is not in focus is very clearly, and for a while, it, it was probably actually only like two or three seconds, but it felt like 10 seconds. Yeah. This thing is running at the car at him and slams into the driver's side of his car and it is it's her but she's all dis dismorphized all, yeah i mean all, her like head i don't know from what i remember it feels like her head was split in half and then hanging down on her chest or something like that or was, something her head was hanging down in front of her she was kind of like stretched out like her neck was kind of giraffe uh-huh i watched it several times i hit the the oh, okay. shutter has a nice feature where you get to, you know, just like Netflix, you get to go back 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And so I did that like nine or 10 times where I was like, God damn, like every time it gave me chills, <laughs> it gives me chills right now because it worked so well. Yeah. And it's, I don't think it classifies as a jump scare because it gives you like a good three Mississippi of oh, yeah. seeing her running toward the car and it triggered the fight or flight response in me. I was like, ah. I wanted to leave right now. <clears throat> yeah. Super effective super scary uh the makeup on that by the way was it that looked to be all practical effects and it was fucking stellar it was great so at some point that cop he leaves the neighborhood and and you get in you get basically the only one of the only spots in the in 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 the intensity of this movie, you get one of the only spots where you get to breathe, and right. you get you get to feel like he's out of danger. It uh-huh. fe- it really does feel he like he he has escaped. Mm-hmm. He drives far away down the freeway, gets on a little side road, sits down, has a smoke, and then then every time I think I'm out, they <laughs> pull me back in. He gets a call on the radio. From his, you know, what do you call it? Um, his counterpart, you know, one of the partner, his partner, another partner, or another cop, or whatever, who's not beholden to this investigation so far, who's looking for him, and who has headed into the neighborhood where he was to search for him, and he's like, oh no, and so he orders his counterpart to leave the neighborhood immediately. Don't go there. Get out of there. And his counterpart, of course, doesn't do it. So he's dragged back in. He goes back to uh to kind of find out you know to to try and get his buddy out of there and then some stuff happens and we have a very similar if you've ever seen paranormal activity the original same ending same ending as this one um which is you know the camera getting fucked up by something something comes at the camera really quickly in a kind of a cheap jump scare 
Yeah. Which is how this movie is. Or ends. the chair is thrown at the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Which, not a, I mean, not a great way to end the movie. Not a terrible way to end the movie. I, at this point, it was just, it's just needed to be wrapped up. This is, this movie is a vehicle, a delivery method to scare the shit out of you. Right. <clears throat> not tremendous story. Doesn't need it. And in my opinion, a fine way to wrap it up. Not, not ideal, but it was fine. What yeah. did you, were, what, were there any other like notable things that you really wanted to bring up about Terrified? No, I think like the big moments were the the dead lady running towards the car. The the dead kid was really great because it was just like this blackened, moldy, moldering child sitting at a table. And it's like one of those situations where it's like it's a statue that, you know, moves. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like an Annabelle situation. It's just a doll sitting there. You never see it run towards you or anything, but, you know. It's up to no good, and it's going to make stuff happen. That's a really good point. We we didn't talk about the little kid very much. There's there's kind of there's kind of, th- and you it, see like the footprints of you know where the kid climbed uh, in and walked in. It's really creepy, and they describe how like look at his fingers. It looks like he clawed through dirt and stuff to get here, and then they put him in the freezer or whatever. And once it's dark, like, you can hear them, like, really, like, struggling and screaming and stuff inside the freezer. And yeah. they're like, and then they're like, let's go bury him and put, like, cement on top of him because I do not want to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. This movie was effective on so many levels, and uh, I really can't recommend it enough. I would definitely, definitely say head on over to Shudder.com, enter HMT at checkout. Get yourself a free 30-day trial and watch Terrified or Octoderos. Yeah. 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 And with that, oh, uh, final recommendations. Who would you who would you say needs to watch this movie 100%? Um, if you like paranormal activity, you'll really like this one. Yeah. Um, if you like paranormal horror, if you don't like seeing the monster, then this is a great movie for you yeah if you're someone that watched bird box and you're like but they never showed anything you probably won't like this movie but they did show plenty of things in this movie you got plenty of shots of the of things of spooky looking guys creepy dead things yeah all right but i mean i i don't disagree with you it i think if you want to be if you want legit scares see terrified because this movie breathes a whole lot of fresh air into into scares. For me, it did anyway. Yeah, it makes you. It reminds you that this can be fresh. Yeah, like this can be, you know, with with a little bit of effort and uh, creativity, you can still scare people with movies. Man, I want I want that I want more of this. I just this is what I want. This is what I want. Give me more of these. You know, they, they kind of set it up to have, and I would love if they did this, they mentioned something similar or or something happening in America yeah. with one part of what was happening. And I thought, like, <gasps> it would be great if instead of doing a American remake of Terrified and just ripping it off like they do with VHS or other foreign movies or The Ring... Um, or the grudge instead of making the remake just make a sequel except set in america yeah in english yeah oh man that'd and just be... do like a, a pre like a prequel to terrified i'm in that would that would have been great yeah that would be great and I... you can still have like the spanish speaking stuff in it you can have the paranormal invest well i guess they're all dead aren't they yeah, they're they're not okay. All right. Well, you could you could have like, oh no, well, they this would be a prequel, so they could still be alive. Like they could yeah. show up in the sequel yeah, in the America. Yeah, the old detective could. Uh-huh. Yeah. And talk and, you know, I think that there's some Spanish people, Spanish speaking people in America. I'm not sure. I we'd have to verify that that would, you know, probably watch it too anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so with that um, yeah, check out Terrified. Not to be confused with Terrifier, which is a slasher that I do not enjoy that much at all. Did you watch that one too? I the, did. The scary clown one? Yeah. 
It's not. It's not bad. People talk a lot about it. I feel like I need to see it. They don't. Okay. I mean, it's it's notable in its uh, gratuitousness and um, scary yeah, not, not much else. All right. Yeah. Go see Terrified. You will be scared. You. <laughs> and with that, let's do lifetime movie or horror movie. Lifetime movie or horror movie is a bit where I read some descriptions of movies and Bryce has to guess if, whether or not that's a description of a Lifetime movie or a horror movie. I just took a whiff of my pits and they are rank. <laughs> I'm not doing well over here. So what's the, what what day are we on of no shower? Oh, whoa, this is rude of you. Uh-huh. How dare you? How dare you? I think they had conversations about like, you don't have to take a shower every day. That's what Bryce says. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no, no, you don't. I mean, maybe you do. Gross. Uh, I think, I think I, I took a shower yesterday. Oh, okay. So with that, here's your first description. Halifax is hit with an outbreak of STDs among high school students. Among them is Hannah Vogel and her horrified mother, who tries to find out the story of why this is happening. It's just STDs, it says? Yep. Uh, see, you're psyching me out because you're so much better at this now. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to go against the grain and say it's a horror movie. Ooh, I'm I'm really sorry about that. That's actually, uh, <laughs> that's actually a lifetime movie. Yeah, that's uh that's She's Too Young. <laughs> a two thousand four TV movie. Eighty four minutes. Sorry about that. <sighs> so here we go for the second movie description. You guys play along at home. Tell us how you do compared to Bryce. <laughs> when a okay, so here's our second movie. When a girl lays eyes on her teacher, sparks fly, and so do some heads. Okay, so horror movie. I'm sorry, Bryce. That's a lifetime. What? <laughs> that's a lifetime movie. No, that's a lifetime horror movie. That is Devil in the Flesh. It is a lifetime horror movie. Oh, that's that's unfair. Okay, that's a good point. <clears throat> that is a good point. But I mean, if it's a if it's a lifetime <laughs> horror movie, is it really a horror movie? <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. The third movie description: A man and his son stumble onto a modern modern day fountain of youth while camping in the woods. Is this Tuck Everlasting? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, lifetime movie. That is correct. I'll allow it even though you guessed the tried to guess the name of it and failed. Well, it's basically the same thing. That was The Spring, which is a 2000 lifetime movie. Huh. All right. <clears throat> the fourth movie description we got is Cowboy Caleb Colton meets gorgeous May at a bar and the two have an immediate attraction. But when May turns out to be a vampire and bites Caleb on the neck, their relationship gets complicated. <laughs> All right, here's my thinking here. <laughs> I'm wondering if you're going for a five lifetime movies just to fuck with me. Because the fact that it's the guy's name is Caleb, that feels so lifetime movie to uh, me. Caleb Colton. Caleb Cow- Colton? Cowboy Caleb Colton. Oh my god, this is like... Such an adaptation of a romance novel. It's vampires, so you're like, oh, well, it's vampires, so it's a horror movie. But if you're doing lifetime horror movies, like, this could definitely be one, because that's like the Twilight genre. It's almost as if a 
a, an evil genius orchestrated this. Whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Caleb Colton. How could that not be a Lifetime movie? Are you going Lifetime? Oh, but I know. Are God, going, I'm overthinking. Are you going horror? That's a Lifetime movie. I'm sorry. That is a. <laughs> I love this game. Yay. Uh, Bryce is one for four. Okay. And here we're going into the final movie description. What, what oh, year was that made? That was Near Dark uh, from 1987. Oh, my God. Really reaching into the dregs here. People were named Caleb in 1987? People were named Cowboy Caleb Colton in 1987. Wow. All right. At, at, least, at least fantastical characters in horror movies were. All right. As Doctor... Here's the, the final description. As Dr. Michael Foster searches for his wife who disappeared without a trace, he unearths a cabal of witches in present-day New York. I mean, it's got to be a horror movie. It's a horror movie. I'm sorry, that is a... What? Li- <laughs> that, that is a lifetime movie. Oh, you asshole. <laughs> That's The Gathering from 2007. A drama mystery thriller from Lifetime. Wait, did I... Oh, fuck. Yep, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, that's so cheap. You used two Lifetime horror movies. That wasn't a horror movie. That was a drama mystery thriller. With witches. I can't control what they put in the movie, Bryce. That is a horror movie. I I mean, was Hocus Pocus a horror movie? That had witches in it? Yes. No, it was not. It was absolutely a horror movie. Hocus Pocus was... Yeah, it's a kid's horror movie. Hocus Pocus was not a horror movie. It was. Yeah, I'm sure on Halloween no one ever dresses up like witches. Don't be salty. It's not not the taste. It's bullshit! (laughs) And with that, let us know how you did. Bryce did very bad. With one out of five... God damn it. Now The Apprentice has become the master. (laughs) So with that, thank you very much for listening to Horror Movie Talk. We appreciate everything you do for us. Share this episode with a friend. And, of course, check out Terrified on Shudder. Enter HMT at checkout to get a free 30-day trial. Also, if you'd like to help support the podcast monetarily, you can do so very easily by just clicking through our link at horrormovietalk.com at the top of the page it's a green button and then anything you buy after clicking that green button for 24 hours we get a slice of that so help us out that way and we will thank you very much and with that (laughs) the French (laughs) have a great day we love you bye 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 bye